Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. It's just me, Chris, by myself again for this very quick intro. Nick is still preoccupied as him and his wife expect the birth of their first child. So I'm going to keep this brief. But I think uh, brief intros are a good thing for podcasts, right? I was listening to Marin's episode with uh, David Badil today, which is completely worth a listen, but it doesn't have Badil come on to about 27 minutes into the episode. Come on, what's that about? Not the case with this today. I'm just going to say two quick things before we jump into it. Firstly, if you're a fan of this podcast, if you listen regularly, please do us a favor and just um, post about us, tweet about us, tell tell all your friends that you, you think might might be into the kind of music that we cover. And secondly, go and check out Lovebreaker's latest single, Isolation Summer. That's uh, Lovebreaker's, all one word, just Google Lovebreaker's. Give them a follow on their social media. I know we talk about them a lot on the show, but hey, we love them, so we're going to continue doing it. But anyway, on to today's episode. So I had the pleasure of chatting to Blake and Brompton from the band Action Adventure, who've just released their first full length on Pure Noise Records. Uh, so go and look at the notes of this episode and check that out. And let's just dive straight into it. All right, see you next time. Who have I got here? I've got, is it Blake and Brompton? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks so much for giving me some of your time, guys. Like, massively appreciate that. So you both, well, I should introduce myself first as well. Very rude of me. So I'm Chris. I'm based, um, I'm just outside of London in the UK. The show uh, normally has two of us. I normally have a co-host, but like his wife is like due to have their first child. I think, I think it was like two days ago. So he's got a lot going on. So I'm doing a few solo interviews at the minute. Blake, you were just telling me before we started recording, you're, you're based in Chicago. Are you, are, you, are you in Chicago as well, Brompton? Yeah. Yeah, we're all in Chicago. Or the surrounding areas. And at the time we're speaking, your record's just come out, well, less than a week ago, I think. Came out last Friday, right? Yep. Yep. Seven years as a band, first full length out. How are we feeling about it? It's cool that it's out, finally. <laughs> right. It definitely uh, it feels like it took us a long time to get here, but... Uh... Yeah, it's a good feeling that it's out. It's it's pretty great. Who did you work? Who did you work with on this one? Did you did you have a hands on producer? I, I was looking at the credits like when I was on Tidal. I couldn't. It just had your names listed. So who did you work with on this? We were at um, Always Be Genius Studios with uh, Seth Henderson. Uh, okay. It's also who did Pulling Focus with us, the previous EP. Yeah, um, great dude. Love working with him. It's pretty awesome. And how's it been received? Like, I know it's only early days, but we're getting some good feedback. So far, so good. <laughs> yeah, the, the initial feedback seems to be, like, really good. I mean, people seem to be really liking it. Uh, lots of cool, you know, story mentions and, and DMs and stuff like that. So that's, Oh, that that's must be pretty... fun to see. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. How long did you spend tracking this album? Probably, like, uh, did it over, like, three weeks. Right, like, okay. I think it was like that sounds about right. It was a while because like a lot of us were in and out and not even okay. there, like yeah, the yeah. whole process, and it all happened so fast. I remember even Seth was like, 10 songs in this amount of time? That's crazy!" But uh, we bundled down and prepared, so um, this is what we got, which just adds to like the craziness of the process. I think we did it in like 14 days, so like we didn't include weekends in the tracking time, but right. Yeah, it was like three three Monday to Fridays, and then or two Monday to Fridays, and then 
we just finished it up on that last Thursday, I think, and that was yeah. it. It's impressive to do it in that amount of time because, like, the sound you guys have, like, there's a, there's a lot of technical stuff going on, a lot, lot of different layers going on and stuff. So, you know, I can imagine some of those songs would take would take some time to do. So that that's that's impressive. I mean, what's when you're doing it with someone like a pure noise, like, does do you kind of presumably they book that time for you and say like we're you know, putting this back in behind it. So, like, do you kind of f- find that pressure from them? It's like, oh, they've booked us this time, so we've kind of got to get it done. I suppose in the same way, like, when you're funding it yourself, you're like, okay, I've only got X amount of time. I, yeah, I think we definitely felt that pressure this time. It was uh, it was the first time, you know, we've ever done anything with, like, a, you know, the, the label support, and we were just kind of like, oh, I don't yeah. want to mess this up. Do you really feel the difference when you've got label support like that when you're making a record? Does it feel nicer? Definitely both. It definitely feels nice to have the support. At the same time, it's like, wow, we have to like answer to people beyond the yeah, five yeah, people yeah. in this band. So, and, uh, it's def- but, you know, they've only been supportive, but it's definitely a feeling of both like excitedness, but also you, we, feel the, we felt the pressure for sure. And is there an element of like when, when the when the tracks are finished and you, you show them them, are you kind of nervous to make sure they kind of give them the green light or if they kind of, do they do that at the demo stage or, or does it happen at both? So I, I think they wanted more demos from us uh, okay. and more, um, you know, kind of just like progress checks as we were, as we were writing the record right. and we just, we just kind of didn't give it to them. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah, we we were just kind of like, oh, well, you know, it's not done yet, so they're not going to really, like, it's not going to translate well. Okay. Or, you know, or, like, we were we were concerned with that, um, which is pretty typical of us. I feel like we do stuff like that all the time, even though we should probably not be like that. Yeah. But, okay. they, you know, they definitely trusted us and just kind of said, all right, well, the time is booked, so I guess, you know, you haven't really sent us any demos or anything, but let's go. And then we went in and, you know, we got our set is really quick. We got our first mixes or like rough mixes, like yeah, pretty much within like two or three weeks. Just kind of. Okay. Yeah. Oh, here's everything at acceptable volumes. We'll like, you know, take a break, listen to this for a couple of weeks and we'll come back and we'll actually start the, the rounds of mixing and revisions and, uh, so it was it was nice to be able to you know give the label something and be like hey look we you know we actually yeah. did do it were they pretty positive straight away with that stuff yeah, they were they were cool they were cool with it <laughs> oh yeah okay nice so that's all happening you've got that coming out so and you've you've just come off tour with uh, Armor for Sleep and Hawthorne Heights that's all recently wrapped up is that right yes okay how did that go down those bands treat you well it was sick it was. It was awesome. I was actually texting Mark, their ba- uh, Hawthorne's bassist, last night, which is crazy because it's just like these are people we grew up, you know, listening to and, and yeah. stuff. And it's just like, you know, now we just we'll just randomly like, oh hey man, what's going on? Now they're your pals. Yeah. That's got that's got to be a surreal thing. And you know, I want to get into that a little bit because obviously you guys have been on some pretty impressive tours since you know things have started to take off for you. I guess like the way we, we normally do these shows, like we just, you know, want to talk a little bit about the history of the band and stuff and like how things started. So if it's cool, I'll, I'll dive into that a little bit. So I think I mentioned before, like, cause I saw a post, you said like you've been, you mentioned the band's been together seven years, 
Um, that's why it's exciting to have this full length out. So we're going back seven years. So you formed this band sort of around 2015. Um, what what were things like at that time? Had you guys come from? Had you been in other bands previously, or like had you been on like prominent on a certain scene, or was this kind of like the first band for most of you guys? It was a pretty interesting story. Uh, so it was actually like 2014. Wow, so that's like eight years now. If I, yeah, I think it was eight. Um, almost almost nine. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. So me and Oren and Adrian have been playing music together since we were in high school. So it's been about 17 or 18 years uh, at this point. Um, Manny is, or at the time, he's one of our best friends now. But at the time he was, uh, we met him through Oren's wife's friend from college. So we just kind of, you know connected like that and uh we were looking for a vocalist and adrian was like i'm gonna put an ad on craigslist and we we put we put that or he put the ad on craigslist and it was extremely vague and it just said 20 somethings looking for singer that's it (laughs) nothing else nothing no like no reference to the sound or anything it was like a rough soundcloud link and at the time there was like rough demos like just like you know and um yeah i remember like the story is like i sent adrian who's a drummer who like you know him he's like one of the worst dudes to conduct this but it was funny so i sent him like my whole resume I'm like hey man here's like all the bands i've been in uh some tracks that i've been involved with blah blah blah, blah, blah. and he responds like tight just one word is like tight I'm like oh okay dude so we like get into contact and i drive yeah you know, 45, 50 minutes to try out with these dudes. And, you know, here we are eight years later, but uh worked out, you know, kind of one of the okay. few successful Craigslist stories. <laughs> so when that kind of came together, finally, like what, what, what kind of music were you all listening to in sort of 2014? Pretty much the same stuff that we listen to now. I yeah. feel like, yeah, a lot, a lot of the same stuff, like uh it's a lot of pop punk and emo and metalcore and, well, we all have really like eclectic music tastes, so we, we all listen to like a, a very wide range of of music. Well, like what were the kind of some of the the big ones for you in the sort of well, I get well to start with in like the pop punk emo kind of stuff. Like, I mean, the four four year strong is like the low hanging fruit. Like, obviously, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and listen to the music. It's actually funny because when I started hanging out with them, like. We started like realizing we've been to the same shows the past yeah. like ten years. We just never knew each other, you know. One of those oh, kind see, of funny, okay. yeah, yeah. small worlds. It's like you were at that show too. It's like, dude, so yeah, was yeah. I. You know, so that was always funny. We immediately bonded over Kid Liberty, which was like a kind of really like low key easy core band from the internet. Mm, uh, that was that, that was wild. That was yeah, crazy. That's always a quick way to make friends, but it's like, do you know this really obscure band that I think no one else knows? And they're like, yes. And it's like, well, we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned it was quite eclectic. What what kind of stuff was in there that I guess people wouldn't expect from from your sound? I don't I don't even know what came out in 2014. I'm like so bad with like the years things came out. Um, I don't know. I'm just a scene kid at heart. So I just listened to a lot of, you know, metalcore and 
pop punk and and then i also will just listen to really ignorant trap music sometimes so right. you, you know it really it really is just like it's a, a whole breath of, of uh, it's definitely one of those when people are like man your new album reminds me of like what i listened to in high school and it's like well it should because we only listen to that stuff still you know so love it love it yeah I'll, anyone pretty much any heavy hitter from that time we probably yeah probably. yeah i'm the same boys like you know i kind of I, I i grew up on that kind of stuff and i i'm 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 going to be 40 in like just over a week. I still listen to, to all that kind of stuff. So I'm appreciating what you're saying. <laughs> how, how old are you guys, if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I'm 33. 29. So you're, you're the baby in the group, are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the baby of the group, which is always funny because we're always like, we're the old guys up the, up the scene. <laughs> well, what were some of your favorite Chicago pop punk bands growing up? Because I feel like Chicago's for me has given me so many bands over like the past 20 odd years. What, what, what were some of your favorites? I mean, we all love Fall Out Boy, like a lot. That's a probably a huge, a huge influence on us that we don't really talk about very often, but I mean, it's definitely a huge, uh, it was a huge influence for all of us. Um, that was a song I tried out to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried out to Chicago. So I, the, the funny thing was, I was like, oh, do you guys know Chicago? So two years ago by Fall Out Boy. So I rolled in, but like I didn't know, and we didn't even think about it, that they were playing in Drop B at the time or something like that. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know. I, don't know. I don't know why. We Feeling really weird. I was like, whoa, what is happening here? The vocals are so weird. And I was like, oh, it's the two things different. <laughs> but um, yeah, Fall Out Boy is kind of always the go-to, but... Chicago's got a laundry list of bands like Alkaline Trio is another huge one. Oh yeah, Alistair Mest. I was uh, just gonna say I was gonna ask Alistair and Mest as well. So I'm glad you mentioned them. I've had them huge, on the show before. I'm a huge Mest fan. Oh, Mest. me too, man. Me too. What's your favorite Mest record? Probably the self-titled record. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, the, the most recent one they came out with uh, wasn't bad either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I kind of felt like, I, so I quite liked it, but I thought, because it was the original lineup and they did it with uh, Cameron Webb as well. So I was, yeah. I, I was, I was just expecting a little bit more. I felt like the song's not as good as, you know, they, they, they can do, you know. I, I agree with that. I think that they just, uh, I mean, you know, a lot of time had passed, so things are going to be a little bit different. And, and once I That's got over true. it, I was like, you know, these are, these are actually pretty cool songs and I, I like them a lot. Fun fact: When we were on the um, the Hawthorne Heights tour, we played a, a show in Garden Grove, um, at like an amphitheater, and there was, it was it was a huge show for some reason. We don't know why it happened, but it was like Amber Pacific was on it, oh, and nice. um, Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Escape the Fate, Hawthorne Heights, us, and um, we were watch, we were watching Hawthorne Heights play. I turn around and like Tony Lovato was just there. <laughs> I mean, like, he lives there now, or he lives yeah. in Arizona. But like, yeah, I I was like, why? What are you doing here? It was so <laughs> it was so random. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. I was like, wow, just like high school means worlds colliding. Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. Did you introduce yourself to him? Not that time. Um, I've like run into him a couple of times around Chicago at shows. So that was okay. That was been pretty cool but that particular time um it was like right as 
Hawthorne was playing Ohio and everyone like was going crazy and like yeah, okay. they were like it was like right at the end of the song I noticed and that was like the last song they played and so there's a lot of stuff going on and I was like no Tony and like, yeah. <laughs> um so so once the the bands together once once you were recruited Blake like what what are those first couple of years like so I mean how, how long was it before you kind of did anything that resembled the tour? Was it just like playing local shows for a few years? Like so seven, seven years. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, we, um, yeah, we, it's funny. Cause like we definitely did the whole, like, you know, record some stuff, play some shows, go on small weekend runs every once in a while. Yeah. And kind of ran that gambit for, for a very long time and kind of worked our way up to where we are now. Um, but yeah, pretty much like we've done the playing empty shows and at home to playing empty shows miles away and hoping you make money for gas and bands breaking down. Like pretty much we've we've been through the ringer quite a bit, but um definitely the last few years have definitely been the most fruitful. So what was what was what was the first proper tour you got on? The first like real tour, I guess was this is Belmont, like the first like real one. I think the first like really long, really long one that we ever like real good tour we did was probably Belmont last December. But I mean, we did a bunch of like cool, like we played this like um, uh, this like internet group festival a couple of times in North Carolina and we did some tours around that. Um, we we did like a like a Midwest like down to the south tour uh in like 2016 i guess that was technically really the first one okay um, right. that's why it's like we have tours and he's like the way you phrase the proper tours so oh i see yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you know there's 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 a bunch of like diy tours that were just like kind of booked by us or whoever yeah. you know the headliner was um lots of house shows right lots of lots of random you know small venues that were you know it's great we we uh on that very first tour we played the hoosier dome in indianapolis and we still to this day love going back to indianapolis and playing the hoosier dome so it's okay. pretty sweet how did that cut that that leap kind of happen with the belmont tour had they was someone on their team like taking notice of you guys or had you guys got yourselves a booking agent who got you on that like i'm always interested in how that kind of that big leap happens for people we were on Pure Noise at that time. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. it was from being signed to Pure Noise. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. That, well, we that also, makes sense. We were also, we have the same booking agent. Since then, you've done some pretty cool like, ones. So there was the, obviously the Newfound Glory one. That must have been pretty surreal. How was that? Was that as amazing right. as it sounds? I'm literally wearing a Newfound Glory shirt right now. Hey, yes. <laughs> That was one of those like, hey, a couple dates opened up. You guys want to drive thirty hours to play three, four shows? And we're like, yes, yes, <laughs> yep. absolutely, let's go. Oh, that's amazing! How, how are you liking their new acoustic song? It's really good. Cool to see all of them playing too, which I liked a lot. Like yeah. in all the videos, it's like, oh, it's not just like one or two of the dudes. Like they're the whole crew's jamming out, and it sounds yeah, good. it's very cool. We've we've had we've had uh, Cyrus on this show before. He's he's he seems like a very cool guy. He, they're all really nice. Like everyone was really, really nice, and like 
they hung out like they weren't just like on their bus the whole time. Like they literally were just like walking around or hanging out or like watching like they're like I watched Four Year Strong set with Cyrus and Ian one night. And I was <laughs> nice. like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> like, it's just you know, you don't really you don't expect it to be like that. But no, they were they were all like super cool, really, really nice. They treated us like colleagues and you know, it was it was pretty awesome. That's cool. And that, how's the relationship with Four Years Strong? Because obviously you mentioned them before. Because, I mean, listening to your record, I mean, it is it is an obvious, I think it's fair to say, it's an obvious comparison to make, right? You guys are clearly wear your fanship of those guys on your sleeves. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, have they have they heard your, your new records? Do you know? Like, do, are, you, are you kind of friendly with them after playing shows together? Like, how, how <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, it, they're, they're rad. I, I just remember, like, when we first started talking, I'm like, oh, it's so like, who do you guys listen to? And like, rip off an influence. We're like, you guys. <laughs> that was a that was an interesting conversation. Um, no, they're really cool dudes. Um, really, really cool dudes. And it would be great to play some more shows with them, and you know, just kind of be able to hang out we we didn't we didn't really get to hang out that much on that run because you know we only played the four dates and we were only on the run for five in total there was one travel day but um you know we definitely it seems like made some sort of a a friendship there you know we're we're in contact with them uh semi-regularly now it's pretty cool so that's you know that's a that's pretty awesome um we saw we saw them at when we were young fest. We were just there. They were playing. Uh, oh, you, know. you, you just you you guys just went like as as fans basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they like they were like, oh, hey, you know what's up? We ended up staying at the same hotel as them, which was oh, okay. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was it was it was cool. It's cool. It was it yeah. Was that fun, and was that a fun time in general? That that festival. <laughs> it was it was weird. I mean, you know, the whole Saturday situation was nuts. Um, of course. But I mean, the, the festival was cool. It was pretty. It was pretty cool. There was a lot of people there. It was. It was. <laughs> it was a lot. But it was. It was pretty cool. Did it work? Would you say? I mean, obviously, the Saturday was. I guess couldn't be helped because of the weather and stuff. But did it? You know, because obviously, people were dubious in the run up to it. But from what I heard from people I know who were there, they they seemed pretty positive about it. It did seem to work itself out. There was a lot of like technical issues on Sunday when we were there, uh, really? but then, but then like when we asked Hawthorne and Armor like about yeah. the following week, they were like, "Yeah, it was cool. It was awesome." So yeah, I'm uh, trying to work out if I can get myself to next year's one because for me, I mean, obviously this year's lineup was cool, but like next year's lineup for me personally and what I'm into, that's just like it's almost like my perfect lineup for a festival, you know. Just it's pretty it's pretty gnarly for sure yeah it's it's wild are you um just a real quick aside like kind of related to that you guys you guys blink fans were you excited by that tour are you, are you going to any of those shows well i mean i you know i just bought a house so it was kind of like do i buy this house or do i buy these blink tickets <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah. yeah those tickets are gnarly but that said like seeing like bands like I think it's turnstile and story so far playing these yeah. gigantic venues. Like yeah. what a crazy time, you know, it's, that's crazy. That's super rad, but it kind of like an interesting way to like see how far the scenes kind of come. Cause like, 
those bands are gnarly, but I would never think to be playing like arenas. So that's pretty rad. Well, Turnstile just got nominated for three Grammys. So. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. It's the insane. genre's in a really weird, cool, strange place right now. But yeah, just to piggyback on the Blink announcement, I was like, whoa, they got that support, which is cool. Cool for Blink. Yeah. You know? So cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Prompto, uh, I was saying to Blake just before you joined us that the last person I had on this show was um, one of the guys from Rise Against, and they're on that. They're yeah. on the Australian leg of that tour, and like just talking to him about it, I was like, they they were blown because he was like basically saying, "Hey, look," and he didn't say this in an arrogant way, but he's like, uh, "We're Rise Against. We we don't support anyone anymore. Like we've built our way up to this level. Oh, yeah. But when it's Blink, yeah, okay, we can support them." You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I mean, also, yeah, they're from they're from Chicago too. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So I've seen, I mean, I've seen Rise Against so many times. <laughs> but I, I and, and like like you said, like it's been years since I've ever seen. Them. I don't think I've ever seen them play before anybody. I've never right, seen them right. even be direct support. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he did. He said they did Foo Fighters open for Foo Fighters not long ago as well, and they said. That was an exception too. I guess it's only bands on that level they'll open for now, which I guess I guess makes sense. Definitely. Apologies if I've missed something, but like, have you got? Have you announced any upcoming tours? Like now the record's out. Not yet. No, okay, not, not yet. yet. Okay, okay. There, there's I'm, some I'm stuff sure. in the works, but we haven't okay. we haven't announced anything yet. Okay, okay. So I guess that kind of leads me into my next question: like, how, like, what's life for you guys like outside of the band? Like times like now when you're not on tour, like, are you? Do you work full-time jobs? We work on we the work road, too, actually. We work full-time jobs funny. on the road. <laughs> We've been going strong, I feel like, since, like, June, July. So, like, honestly, after this record came out, it's, like, the most, quote-unquote, chill my life has been, <laughs> like, all year. Yeah. We, uh, so, four of the five of us work remotely. Um, so, we actually are able to work while we're on tour so we're working like during the day on a lot of the drives or like if we did the drive overnight we wake up early work i'll get off like right before loading and then it's like all right cool time to take this hat off and put this hat on and you know do the band gig uh and then after the gig drive overnight to the next wherever we're you know wherever whatever city it is. Uh, but, it, you know, it's cool because we're able to uh, to sustain that way. So that's nice. Partying on the road and doing crazy. I'm like, dude, half our drives are in silence. It's just a moving office. <laughs> yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Cause, so I always say, like, everyone's on laptops and lap desks just kind of crunching away. But, um, yeah, it's we're definitely fortunate to have that situation. But, you know, it's uh, a grind for sure. Right, right. Yeah, that, so, I mean, that... that must take it as you said before must take its toll like you know balancing all of that and you know doing like a proper full-on x amount of week tour like so yeah fair play to you guys for making it work i don't know if maybe this is in the horizon for you guys if it is you'll probably not be able to say at this stage but in terms of uk and europe is that some somewhere you want to get over in the near future it's definitely something we want to do very, very badly. We want to do that. Have you guys, you guys, been over here, like in your personal lives before? Nope. Nope. No. I also really want to go to Japan. I feel like 
Japan and Southeast Asia would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just go. We just want to go everywhere, <laughs> honestly. We went to Canada this year. And we were like, whoa, yeah, that's crazy. Can. Yeah, so cool. Getting to travel to places and it be with your band and that being the reason why it's like, that's living the dream, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. There was one thing I wanted to ask um, when we were kind of going through your history. So I'm just going to jump it back just slightly. But um, so obviously with Pure Noise, which we've mentioned a few times, but like how did the Pure Noise thing come about? Pretty much the our video on Barricades, uh, our music video for our song Barricades yeah. uh, went viral on the TikTok world and did pretty well in the socials, which got us a lot of uh, new eyes and attention. Okay, so, so it's more via that route than the kind of all the, the kind of DIY touring you've been doing. I like to think it's both, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like it was. It was definitely, it was definitely barricades. Yeah. It, it got a lot of attention from a lot of the right people, and it just kind of ended up being like a right place, right time type situation. Yeah. And it's kind of we were lucky enough that it that it kind of worked out, and it's it's uh, it's just been like a really crazy roller coaster ever since. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's cool how it can happen that way these days. Like, you know, it seems to happen with lots of artists. Like, I feel like Magnolia Park ended up on Epitaph before they even really played a show, you know, so it kind of, it can go that way these days. How do you see yourselves going, like, in the next five years? I guess, like, it's uh, it's interesting as well, because, like, Brompton, you mentioned you're 33, you know, you're obviously still a young guy and stuff, but, you know, your band's kind of breaking through, I suppose, at a different age to to like a lot of other bands would. So would I don't know it'd be fair to say that. Yeah, I mean Orin has a kid, so it's it's uh there's a lot of, of interesting challenges that we all face being at this stage in our adult lives. Yeah. Like like I mentioned Orin is a kid. Both Orin and I just bought houses. Yeah. Uh you know we're all deep into our full-time yeah, jobs, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah every, everybody everybody has, like, other, uh, you know, jobs and, and careers and stuff. And so, yeah, it's it's definitely, like, a, a balancing – it's a balancing act for sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in five years, I hope that I'm, you know, driving around the country in not a van, a bandwagon exactly. with – uh, you know, these four dudes and, and Emski and we, you know, we're, you know, going around and playing shows and doing the same thing that we're doing now, but just scaled up. Exactly. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much all we want. And dude, hopefully making it. Yeah, sorry, like, sorry, Blake, go on. No, you're right. I mean, that's pretty much everything he said. I just like how you acknowledge that, man. Cause that's like a lot of what I feel like that's a big part of the lyrical content is a part of like the internal struggles that we have. It's like, we're finally doing things we wanted to do as a kid, but man, we're really making up for lost time right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, no, I, I feel you boys. Like I, so, so I, I manage a UK band. They're, they're about the same age as you guys and doing a similar thing, like bat, like all like working for themselves in the same way that you guys mentioned. And, you know, they went out with social distortion not long ago on the proper tour. And it's just like one of them's got a kid. It's very, you know, I'm seeing a lot of what I, I deal with with them. So I, I feel it, you know, I know how it is. And, and you know, I respect you guys for 
making it happen at this stage, you know? So I, you know, I, I feel like you deserve all these good things that are happening to you. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes next, really, you know? Thank you. Thank you, man. It's funny because when we were on this, this last run, we got a phone call and it was like, Hey, do you guys want to do this? Another group of shows like right when you get home and we're like all sitting in the van in a target parking lot after we like went and got like all the toiletries and random stuff that we ran out of over the, you know, over the two and a half weeks. And we're like, can we do it? Can we do it? And we're like trying to, you know, figure it out and make it work. And then there was just literally no way that we could have made it work with, you know, like seven days notice. Um, And so, you know, it's a little, it was a little heartbreaking, but you know, for the most part, like we honestly, we did the new Final Glory run with like almost no notice. We were just like, let's yeah, go, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so you know, there are times where everything just lines up, and it's it's awesome that you know we have you know our, our team working with us and you know trying to get us the opportunities and everything, and you know they're always super understanding when when we can and when we can't do. Okay, things. that's good, that's but. Good. But I mean, you know, there are definitely times where it's just like, I, I don't know how we can, you know, physically possibly do this. Yeah. But like 90, 90% of the time we're like, yeah, let's go. Oh, like, let's just do it. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's good. It's good that you're making it work like that. I have so much respect for that. I think uh, unless there's anything you guys want to add, I'll wrap this up in a second. But like massively appreciate both of your time. Um Big congrats on how, how things have gone recently with, with your band. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll finish this out with, um, I've got it written here, like emergency question. They're not emergency question. They're just kind of random questions I ask everyone at the end. But it's kind of, you know, there's no kind of logical structure to them. But I'm just going to kind of fire them at you and, uh, you know, just we'll see what, we'll see, uh, what comes out if that's, if that's cool with you guys. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I should have prepared this one better. So you have to give me a second to think. But the question is, so out of on our show, uh, I'm going to give you three guests that we've had previously and you only get to keep the music of one of them. So let me just, let me just think of, (laughs) so, so I was, when, when, so I knew I was going to ask you guys this question. I thought, do you know what? I'll think of the three guests when, when it happens. And I and I, but I did think should I put four years strong in there? But I thought no, I won't because they'll that they'll pick four years strong as the one they'll keep. I think so. We'll we'll, yep. leave, we'll leave them out. So okay. So I'm gonna go, I am gonna go with get up kids, menzingers, or some forty one. You only keep the music of one of those three. I mean, it's it's some forty one for sure. It's so <laughs> yeah. funny. Damn, man, that's hard. Yeah, I mean, I have to say that's the correct answer. No disrespect. I love the Get Up Kids and the Men Singers. <laughs> and also very nice guys. But none of them wrote Fat Lip, did they? So, you know. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rude-ass question. How you yeah, that's true. That's true. That's <laughs> If anyone gets in trouble, it's me, though, because it's on me. Um so on the subject of podcasts, apart, apart from this one, what's what's the best podcast you guys have done? I mean, I don't know how many have if, if you've done if you've done many at this point, but like, have there been any uh, any fun ones? 
oddly enough, yeah, we do, you know, every time there's like record yeah. releases, we do lots of press. Um, and we actually like ended up becoming friends with this one local podcast to us called Emo Social Club. And the, the reason that I think that relationship grew is because it was, it was just a really fun, like interaction. It was, it was a, it was a good conversation nice. and, you know, they've had us on the show a couple of times and, you know, they, they did like a, a cool little emo night thing in Vegas. And when we, for when we were young and they like invited us out to that and yeah, they just ended up, you know, being, being homies. So I would have yeah. to say me the standout one was Emo Social Club. Emo Social Club for sure. And it's like what I love about them is that they're like local, like they're from Chicago and we know Brian and Lizzie and they were kind of starting up around the time we were. So it almost feels like kind of like when bands come up in the scenes yeah, together yeah. or like there's a local thing. So like seeing them in Vegas and like the bands they've gotten because like they're also a really talented group. It's like, wow, look at us, man, coming up together. So it felt like a really cool kind of that you know, DIY punk rock, we're all in it together. But yeah, hats off to them too. Emo Social Club Chicago. Home. Nice, nice. I feel like I've, like most, yeah, they've, they've slipped under my radar. The name doesn't ring a bell because I feel like most kind of podcasts that, that do this kind of music, I, I know, like, have you been, you guys been on um, Jack's podcast? I think he's Chicago, Pop, Punk and Pizza. You guys ever done that one before? Not yet, but we, we do know the dudes okay. for sure. Yes, we have not done it. I don't know why we've never been on it. It just, I feel like the schedule's never okay. worked out. Okay. But that's definitely one that I've always kind of been like, damn, I want to be on that one. <laughs> I would love pop punk and pizza. <laughs> it's a no brainer. And it's local as well. Um, oh, well, that's good. So, Wasting Time got Action Adventure before them. So, that's cool. I'm pleased about that. <laughs> okay. Um, have, you got, have you ever seen a ghost? So I told you these questions were random. Have you ever seen a ghost? Yeah. I, I feel like I've never seen a ghost, but I feel like I've also definitely had, like, paranormal. Right. It's like, like I've felt ethereal presences yeah. before, okay. yes. but I can't prove to you, Scully, that they <laughs> exist. Um. But I want to believe. Any, uh, right, precisely. Any cool stories there? Like any anything that's... I mean, you don't have to get into it now. If it's, uh, I mean... Nothing, nothing that is a, a quick situation. But, I mean, there's definitely been... I've definitely felt presences. Weird things have happened. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, that's a ghost. <laughs> like, or a spirit. Or, you know something otherworldly what is um the most embarrassing moment either of you have had with a celebrity and when i say celebrity i mean you know someone in our scene who's in a band or whatever that counts as a celebrity certainly to the people who'd be listening to this there's definitely been a, some for sure as we've encountered better heroes <laughs> i try and like not act a fool around people like that um yeah that's good <laughs> man i think it's just more like love bombing our favorite artists sometimes right. and trying yeah. not to <laughs> sometimes so sometimes like i'll um 
I'm trying to figure out a way to like to like put this. It's not it's not weird. Okay, so like over the course of, you know, like pulling focus and all this stuff, like I don't really I don't know how this happened or anything, but um Sometimes I have uh, I, I I text Dan from the Wonder Years. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, about it, it started out with like you know like just working together on on some songs and stuff, and like um, it's turned into just random, you know, random things. Or like I'll go to Wonder Years show and I'll be like, oh hey dude, you know if you have a couple minutes, it'd be cool to say hi. And like he literally always makes time. Oh, that's cool. Like every single time makes time to like hang out for a little bit, which is one of the coolest yeah. things. Wonder Years is like one of my top five favorite bands nice. of all time. Like all of them, you know, and, and, and Dan, like are, were like super integral to, you know, just me growing up in the scene and, and just like, it's a super important band to me. So it was cool because like to have a situation where it's like, Oh, you met your hero. Um, and like Wonder Years is a, a line where like growing up means watching my heroes turn human in front of me and like Dan is like the coolest fucking guy I've ever met in my life and so sometimes I, I feel like I get weird and awkward in those situations and then I look back on it and it's like well that was a little, that was a little strange <laughs> like that was weird that was a little weird still weird I always share that with you it's not really an embarrassing moment but like we're definitely fortunate enough to like be in contact with some of our heroes, and I still haven't figured out to act normal right. around him. Yeah, when he comes up to talk up, it's like yeah. super nice dude. He's only been nice, but yeah, I'm like, I don't, I'm nothing embarrassing yet. But a lot of times, I feel like I still don't know how to right. talk because he's so much influence. In him. I'm, I'm trying to avoid that embarrassing moment. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, can we just be friends from work and just be like chill? You know. Right. Right. It almost like I feel like I should like get it out of the way and be like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, how good is that um most recent one years record? Well, I, I thought so anyway. It's, it's killer. Absolutely killer. fantastic. It's so good. It is, isn't it? It's like my favorite one from them for like a decade, I would say. It's so it's so it's so good, man. It's just Yeah. Um it's a beautiful yeah, no for sure and then so my final question for you guys bit of a difficult one putting you on the spot but what's your favorite record of all time and if you can't pick one just give me a few contenders that'll 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 fly that'll be all right okay okay break you go because i gotta, I, gotta um, this. I mean I, I i can pick a are you gonna pick a couple or are you gonna pick one i was gonna pick like a few <laughs> okay i guess i'll pick Pick a three that I can just think off the top of my head. I mean, number one is definitely for me. It's the ups. Let's talk about the wonders, the upsides. Really? Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I always loved, I think, I think sub, to me, suburbia is their best for sure. Um, but for me, the upside just like came at that perfect time in my life where I was like, just getting out of high yeah. school or something yeah. like that. I'm pretty my twenties and he's talking about, you know, not being, it was, it was just like the message of the upsides and like, the whole call, the culture behind it. I remember like growing up during that era and be like, holy shit, I want to do this. And it's funny because I always say like talking about the Wonder Years, like if you ever see Action Adventure live, like I just kind of rip what Suki does live, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, so that record really was like a sing-along 
anthem of like my youth. So the upside was killer. Um, to go back under the court, or not, uh, take this to your grave, man. Fall Boys, take this to your grave. Like how like, you always got to include that because it's just like another Chicago pop punk staple, mm-hmm. which was like, wow, people from our area are making this kind of music. And lastly, not to hark on it, I guess, Rise or Die Trying, Boy You're Strong, man. Another killer record, which again, growing up was like a crazy thing to me. So I was like, wow, breakdowns and pop punk and the music was so energetic and technical. Like there was just so much to like about that record. And, you know, so yeah, I guess those are three for sure that kind of resonate with me. Cool. So I think, um, you know, in a similar, similar vein, I will, I will also start out with the Wonder Years. I, I would have to say it's Suburbia. Okay. It just, it just hits, man. Like, it's just, it's a masterpiece. Like, cover to cover. I, I love, I love how they, and they still do it. They did it on Hum, and they did it on The Greatest Generation. Like, those are the easy ones to pick out. But um, I love how, you know, the, the whole record is like, it's, it's, it's conceptual. And um, so a lot of times there are just overarching themes and they all come together in the last song. And I just, so, you know, that's, that's awesome. Um, it's just like, it's just like a, a perfect record. I just, I love it so much. It's so good. Um, and then I would probably say it's a, for, for the number two slot, these aren't like in a in an in an order. Sure. But the second one that I want that I want to um, bring up is is Under Oath. I really love um, both Define the Great Line and Lost in the Sound of Separation. Those are two records that are very important to me. Okay. Um, they just kind of it was literally like in high school, it was like two thousand six and two thousand eight, and it was like right. It was like sophomore year and senior year of high school for me. And those are very important records in my shaping my taste in music. Um, and then probably Enemy of the World. Oh, okay. It's Just a great, for a different for you, a strong one. Okay. It's a great, it's, it's like, it's awesome. I love Did that you? record. And that's not to say, that's not to say that like brain pain isn't as good or like their new stuff isn't as good. It's just kind of like a, you know, that enemy, like I fell in love with them on, you know, with Rise or Die Trying and then Enemy came out and I was just like, holy shit, this is absolutely insane. I just remember like sitting down and like learning how to play like most of, pretty much the whole record. Um, And it's just like, Nuts! They play in standard, and, and I'm still cheating and playing in drop. You know, in drop That's training. Bad. That's so, bad. it, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just like, how are you doing these chromatic walks with this chord shape all the way down? The, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just not. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Um, did, yeah. did you hear the re-recording of that that they put out recently? It's, it's great, and I love, I love that uh, the bonus tracks were re-recorded. I love that I no longer have to go on YouTube to listen to listen to you smell something. Um, I did that for years, and then I sucked it up and bought the record for a third time <laughs> on iTunes just so that I could have that track on right. my phone. So I've now purchased this record four <laughs> times if you include the recording 
Um, but yeah, great, great record. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, I think we can leave it there, boys. Um, again, thanks so much for doing this. Um, yeah, really appreciate it. Yes. Um, look forward to seeing what's next for you guys. Look forward to seeing you over this way, hopefully, in the not too distant future. Eh? Oh, for sure. We're going to make it happen. Nice. 